Before we begin, I'd like to just take a quick moment to let you guys know how much I appreciate the great team here at McCurry's Home Furnishings. They've partnered with me to make this show and podcast happen. McCurry's is unlike any furniture store in Sacramento. Not only do they carry the best furniture in town, they're also family-owned and operated for three generations. Did you know that McCurry's also offers complimentary design services? That's right. The same services, which could cost you hundreds an hour, are offered all complimentary with purchase. I love my furniture from McCurry's, and I know you will too. Now, on to the show. Well, welcome to the Jerry Reynolds Show here at the uh, outstanding studios at uh, McCreary's Furniture uh, Showcase, and obviously it's a great place to do a podcast from, but e e equally good to come and purchase furniture. Uh, great designs, great furniture, can't beat it, and can't tell you what else you can't beat. Two guests I have, obviously Morgan Reagan, uh, Dave Deuce Mason, uh, two of, two of all-time favorite uh, Young uh, talents uh, on radio and TV, and so let's uh, let's get right to it, guys. Let's do it, Jerry. I appreciate you having both of us. Yeah. Huh. Well, let's just start with uh, your latest venture, the uh, Kings G League. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously, Deuce uh, play by play. Morgan does color. How how's that going? I love it, number one. As we talked about, like I, I just love play by play, and I love the sport. And the guy I look up to most, probably, I mean, of course, G Man. It, I, I love the guy. I look up to him and I work with him every game. But on the national level is, is Kevin Harlan because, and I've told him this, he makes a meaningless Orlando Charlotte game in January feel like it's a big game. And yeah. it's not, he's not exaggerating. It's the love of the game. So if there's a great play, he's, you're going to feel that it's a great mm -hmm. play. And I think that's a really fun thing. And he does a good job setting up his color analyst, something I probably should do better. Yeah. Know? I mean, Deuce will get better at that, you know, sharing the ball a little bit here and there, but, um, but it's tr like, we love it. We love it. And it's so cool that we do get to do this together. And I look up to Doris Burke, who just educates and knows the game and the way that she speaks, like people want to listen, people want to learn. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's great having this energy from Deuce and then having the basketball mind, me, oh, spit whoa, all, whoa. Yeah. Um, you know, the knowledge. Well, I do think, you know, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Doris Burke and got to know her quite well what in the WNBA, uh, first of all. And then, uh, of course, you know, she she's just so good, whether it's mm -hmm. do, do sidelines, she's great. Yeah. You know, and it, it all goes back to just the, the knowledge. I mean, she really gets it. She really understands. She, you know, listens, and, and it's a perfect uh, mentor, I think. And boy, Kevin Harlan, yeah, he is so good. And just I, a I great guy. I, I probably... He'd be one of my favorites. I, I think Mike Breen might be. Oh. Yes. You know, I, I, I love him just, too. You know, because he blends so easily. You know, I mean, and, and I mean, to, for him to work with with uh, Van Gundy and Mark Jackson, I mean, that that takes a real skill right there. It, it yeah, yeah. That's it's impressive because of that dynamic. He's got some big personalities. He's got Van Gundy who goes on his rants, and Mark Jackson who can be kind of bitter at times. But you know, and they yeah. and they go back and forth. But they, they, yeah, he, he pulls it all together. Yes. And, uh, you know, and then works with uh, Clyde Fraser, Walt Fraser on, on the Nick broadcast, which I th I really like Walt Fraser. I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, he's a little dingy, but uh, who am I to call somebody <laughs> dingy? Because that's but he just enjoys the game, yeah. and he's got his own flair. And of course, so many fans know Walt Fraser mm -hmm. as a broadcast. You know, they don't remember him as a player. As a absolute great, all time great player, and uh, of course, uh, he's a my vintage almost. And so, so those are, those are some things, but, uh, you know, as you've gotten into it, I mean, I, I think, of course you guys have natural chemistry, but, but it's a different role. And so that, I'm sure that still may, has to be a work in progress to oh, some degree. It is, it is. And the big thing, like, it's just like anything, you just want to keep getting better. Like I, we're better now than we were last year. Mm -hmm. And that's each game, you know, and we're the type, we go back and listen to games because mm -hmm. sometimes you leave going, ah, I didn't really feel that one tonight. And then you yeah. go back and listen and go, huh, it wasn't too bad. Or you feel like it was great. And then you go back and you're like, what, what I do there? Yeah. And it's just accepting that you're going to make mistakes sometimes too. And what I, I for me personally, what, I've tried to do better this year is last year I was over calling it almost like it was on radio. And it's yeah. like, no, th this is being shown on TV or it's streamed. Like yeah. people can see it. You don't have to call every single thing. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. It's on TV. You don't have to say, boy, there's a uh, Joe Faduzel dribbling down with his yes. right hand down. 
Like, yeah, yeah, they got to. Yeah. Right. No, it was Pasco here, Pasco here. He cuts here, Pasco here. And I was like, can I talk? <laughs> so now I'm making sure to take like a back seat a little bit and just like, hey, don't call as much. Now, there's sequences where you want to call a lot, like yeah, when sure. it's back and forth late in the game. But other than that, it is it is the storytelling of the game setting her up. You're saying, wow, there's, you know, the, the, the Stunt Kings have hit 11 three-pointers in this quarter. South Bay's hit 10. Like, what what is happening, Morgan? And then she... And you know what's so cool about it, too, though? Because of our chemistry, we can talk to each other about this after games and be like, hey, I felt like you did this, or I felt just constructive mm -hmm. criticism. And sometimes it will be frustrating, too, um, to hear it, especially when one of us feel like we had a good game. There's other times, too, where he'll... Both of us do this, but if he flops a word, he gets frustrated and you see him like hit his pen or something and, and then it ruins my energy or my the, my thought process. And I'm like, I need you on track, bro. Like, let's do this at commercial break. You know, we'll both like, we'll get back on the same page. And that's hard if you're dealing with someone with either too big of an ego to take that criticism or just someone who doesn't care about the love of calling a game like you do. So mm -hmm. we share that equal love for the game of basketball and for calling a game that it makes it special and it works. And I think the other day was probably the toughest thing that oh. we were thrown was it was Sunday. Yeah. Stockton was playing at two o'clock in the yep. afternoon and the Kobe Bryant news came at, you know, 1145. Yeah. We had a game to do and you know, it's, you're seeing the details filter out and you're seeing this and you're going, this it doesn't seem like it really matters today. Yeah, this no. game, you know? No, it, no, it has and, to. Have, yeah, where as a professional, you know, it's just like... How do you shift, you know? So it was like a good uh, experience for us to try to figure out how to maneuver and, and, and to, yeah, call a game, but we also need to talk about, like, this is a big-time story. So... It was, it was it was a weird day. And it was about talking, it was like honoring Kobe rather than talking about his credentials because it would have been weird being like, oh man, Kobe did this, this, 18 and this. 18-time All-Star. Yeah. like, no, like he just, like we needed it. As a wow, human. He as is a, a father. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, so that, that was definitely a, a tough experience to go through. But. Yeah, well, no question. I think, yeah, I watched that game, you know, really kind of, for a lot of reasons, because of what you guys and the, and the team, but really it's kind of to get away from the yeah the, the Kobe tragedy, and I mean not just Kobe, of course. And you know we have a tendency to right think, right. think like that too of much. Uh, it's just not fair to other families, but sure. still it's the way it is. But you know I, I would say too, you know just watching it too, it's you can see the chemistry's there, and it, it'll get better. You know uh, I mean I think it's it's always tough, you know. When, as a color analyst, the things I've had a problem with it is when you get in, you want to be sure you get out before something else happens. Yes. Uh, and that's the only time probably where Grant and I've stepped on each other a little bit. You know, in other words, I'll be, you know, might be commenting about, well, how this, how they played this pick and roll while somebody stole the ball and they're going down. Well, mm -hmm. get out. There's, a, yeah. there's, a, there's a play, and that's, you know, that's what's going on on the court, and that's what fans are watching. That's true. And, you know, so I've even got better with that because I, you know, I, she's done that where there's a there's a crazy dunk. Went, oh, God, I would have loved to call that. But then I realized, well, the, the fans still saw the crazy dunk. Yeah. yeah. Now, if it happens all the time, then that's a thing. But, yeah, I, to your point, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. It's, of course you it's guys finding have, a balance. Yeah, right? you guys don't have the, uh, you know, the the... The, the replays like we do. Sure. And that makes all the difference. Right. I tell you, that may really makes the difference as a color analyst because I always know that it's an exciting play. Well, I don't have, I know I'm going to get a talk about it. Yeah. You know, just in another 15 seconds or so. And so, so that makes a tremendous amount of difference. You're right. Because we don't know if we're getting that replay or not because you talk about this being a developmental league, not only for the players, for the broadcast, oh, for sure. the broadcast team, for the coaches, for the people for the on the scores table. Players, referees, everyone. Right. And it's so great. sometimes we don't get that replay. So, you know, when are we going to call that? Well, something special I feel like that we're trying to do more this season. If I'm in the middle of analyzing something and there's a breakaway dunk or something, either I finish up my sentence and or I'm going to – I'm calling that dunk. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to take that one play and try and make it a highlight. And it's – it's really you got to pick or choose because I want Deuce to have those bigger moments because mm -hmm. he's so much better at calling those bigger moments where I'm just good at it right now, mm -hmm. you know? And so I would like to get better at those big moments, but he makes those big dunks well, special. Well, I do think that, I mean, I think personally think that's the play-by-play -play role. Yep, you it know, is. Like I say, it goes back to the, 
the starting start, role player, however you want to yeah, put it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, basically that's you know where it needs to be. A Kevin Harlan is a Kevin Harlan. Yeah. And uh, you know, and I think that's that is the key. Now, having said that, I mean, I, there's no reason you couldn't be a play-by-play. Yeah, hundred well, percent. At some point, you know, yeah. and I think you'd be foolish not to think along those lines. But, and you know, people I I know have talked to me sometimes over the years, like, well, would you like to do you know national stuff? I said, no, I, I have no interest in it. Yeah. I have no interest in in doing. Uh, just me, you know. It's just like no. If I, I I'm a homer, and I, if I don't, <laughs> if I don't really like the team, right, that I'm doing, I, I, I just soon not do it. You right, know? and I don't want to do it. Yeah, I don't want to learn about the the Cleveland Cavaliers. You on, gotta love on, it. You on gotta Wednesday. Yep. You know, and I mean, I respect people that do. Sure. I don't mean that. You yeah. Know, but it's just it's not your thing. It's not my thing. Oh, uh, that's, and I, that's fair. But I, but I, I, I do think for a young person like yourself, I mean, I think it makes perfect sense to. Uh, to look, you know, to think along those lines, yeah. you know, don't pigeonhole yourself. And that's what other agents have said as well. And I say agents, I'm like, I'm discovering more and more, you know, how to build these relationships with people and get these other gigs. And some people think you need an agent or whatever it may be. But when I have talked to agents, I just want to educate myself. And they're like, do everything. Can mm -hmm. you do play-by-play? -play? Can you host a show? Deuce always hosts our podcast that we have. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about it. He's like, I want you to host the show. And I'm like, okay, and I can do it. It's our podcast. I'm comfortable, but you just, you just got to do it. Yeah. It's probably not a bad uh, suggestion on, on the, yeah, why not? I uh, mean, it's, know, it, it's just off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a big deal like to that. me. I, I, you know, yeah. I, I've just, I think with talk shows too, you know, that it's different than play by play, obviously. Sure. And I always bring up Ernie Johnson in this mm. because Ernie Johnson's the point guard. And I think uh, when you listen to a good talk show, and there's multiple people. It's like Whitey Gleason, same thing. Yeah, Whitey, Whitey is, great. is so talented. Ernie Johnson's so talented, but the stars, Chuck, Shaq, yeah, he Kenny. had some B stars. B but stars. without yeah. Ernie, yeah, it it's chaos. Oh, and he does such a good job, but they don't think him as a star. And that's and he accepts it. He doesn't care about that. He just mm. wants to do a fun no, show. And that's how great, I look at and it. They like, got a great show. And yep. I mean, as we all know, I mean, with Chuck, bless his heart. It, it would be his show all the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and go from one yeah. one un, uninformed statement to another. <laughs> but it's still and great. I love, the, yeah. I love the guy. I mean, you yeah. know, I mean, I think he really is. I mean, he's so honest. You know, it's basically he's one of those guys that doesn't believe in having unspoken thoughts. Sure. And uh, which you can. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that's what makes that show great. That's what right? makes it great. It works. No, no, and I mean, and and Shaq is more reserved. And of course, Kenny actually watches the games. <laughs> <laughs> he knows has, the players yes. and, and knows players and, and has a feeling of what's yes. actually went on on the court. And, yeah. and so it all does. Kinda, it works. Kind of works. works. Yeah. But it's all, and it does all start, though, with that, that leader, that point yeah. guard, that person in that role, the floor manager, however you want to put it. And so, you know, those guys never are never going to need to be like, I'm going to have to host a show one day. You know, like I'm talking about Shaq, Chuck and Kenny, where like I'm. I wasn't a former player. I am a female in the sports world. I got to do it all. Like mm -hmm. no matter, I got to be able to do it all if I want to, you know, achieve my dreams. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yep. I mean, I always say, look, when you kind of look at those three guys too, I mean, there's only one that could actually be, and they've all tried it, the one that could be a decent color analyst, and that's Kenny Smith. Yep. Because he knows the game, and he and like say, and he has this rare thing that he does that the others don't. He actually watches the so game. Weird. That's one of my favorite segments <laughs> on uh, Inside the NBA is when they play who he play for, yes. and they put up this random NBA player, and like Chuck can't. He never knows where the guy. I don't know. I don't know where he plays, and it cracks me up. I don't know what they but they do. almost embrace it. They lean into the fact oh, that yeah. you know what? That's Chuck. Yeah. It's and Chuck. you know, and doesn't keep him from having strong opinions. Sure. Right. I mean, just the fact that he might be misinformed has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is it which is good I, yeah. I mean i think in that format it doesn't probably fit anywhere else no, right it's uh, great tv I think it, and you know then those that try to copy it just it just doesn't work mm -mm. you know and i think that's some things you know you can't do but uh that, yeah on your i was going to say i haven't really talked enough about your podcast that you do uh for the kings right and or is it so yeah we we did one for the kings for a minute and then we kind of shifted focus and now like our deuce and mo podcast is not affiliated with the kings it's not kind of an independent thing when we first got off radio we were doing it every day you know we're just trying to grind figure out what's next and then 
once our roles kind of changed with the Kings, we like, let's take a break from it. We brought it back last October and just because scheduling and all that stuff, we do it once a week now. Mm -hmm. And we, it's fun because it keeps us, you know, it, it keeps us getting those reps. You know, when you're out of sports talk for a minute, like you, you, oh, yeah. you maybe you're not paying as much, much attention to what's going on. So it keeps us sharp. And I just love doing it because, you know, everyone look, I, I think a lot of people associate us with the Kings, which is great. Uh, I have no problem with that. But, you know, we, I love talking other sports. I love talking football. Like, that's my background originally, sports radio. Same with you. Like, I love discussing that because there's so many things to talk about. It's not just the drama. Oh. It's just the actual game. You know, well, every like, day is a, yeah. Yeah, a whole new world each time. I always well, said that's the thing that always amazed me with uh, Grant uh, is his knowledge of every sport. Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? He could do, as hockey. a play-by-play, -play, he could do hockey today <laughs> and NFL tomorrow and NBA the next day and probably college lacrosse. Yeah. I mean, he could do that. He could legitimately do that. Now. Yeah. Now, That's what's always killed me. You know, when I worked at KHGK and we were on noon to three, he'd come in at three for a show. You know, it's just everyone's got a different approach. Grant, to your point, Grant's just ready to go. Grant will come. His show starts at three. He shows up at two fifty nine. Mm -hmm. Puts his headphone on. and doesn't have anything in front of him. He goes. Yep. I'm different. I'm prepping. I'm coming with topics and angle. Like he's. It, and it, it works for him. He's done it for 25 plus years. He's obviously an institution in this market. It's just crazy how different minds work. He just, I'm like, how does he do that? He well, comes in, a, boom. You know, he's almost a savant that way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I've always said, I mean, he can sit and we can be doing a game and, and he's watching Giants football over here. <laughs> Come on, call yeah. like an NBA and, game. And doesn't miss a beat hardly. <laughs> I can barely focus one thing at a time. Like, you know, I'm, I'm like, oh, you know. <laughs> Give me one play at a time. <laughs> yeah, one thing at a yeah. time. But I mean, he, but he can. And, and I mean, of course, I also know, you know, for myself, when I first, you know, a few years ago, I felt my background because the director of player, I, was, I knew all the players, all the coaches. So, yeah. You know, I just show up and, we do a game, and I think it went pretty well. Uh, now I, I've got to prepare a little yeah, more. Yeah, that's true. And I yeah. talked to Jerry about this actually at one of the other games because, you know, he's always up doing uh, stuff with NBC Sports, uh, doing more of the pre and post yep. game stuff. And so when he was coming in for a game, I was like, oh man, you have your notes. How how do you prep? And he's like, well, I used to not have to prep because I was around it all the time, and now I ha like. When I'm coming back into a game, all these new guys, I have to prep, 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 prep. And it is so interesting seeing how different people have different styles even throughout the years. And mm -hmm. even for us with the podcast, we prep literally the same way that we were prepping for a radio show. Mm -hmm. And a radio show was three hours long. Mm -hmm. And here, our podcast, you're talking 45 minutes to an hour straight, no uh, no commercials or anything, obviously. I love that, by the way. And it's, yeah. it is amazing. And it's amazing because you can keep the same energy and the same vibe just flowing into the next story. And, mm -hmm. and the prep that's there on the paper allows you to do that as well, to still keep it in something structured so you're not just giving people this chaos conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it really, like you say, with uh, no, no breaks, you know, you don't really lose your train of thought mm -hmm. and kind of kind of the game flow kind of yeah. goes. It allows you to dive into topics, too. That's what I dig about the podcast platforms, because if this was on radio right now, you'd be looking at the clock. All right, uh, coming up next, you'd move on and you'd have to talk about something else on the other, other side. Yeah. Now, speaking of topics, I got a couple questions. Oh, for you guys. let's go. Topics. All right. The, I've got, you know, a couple of rules that I have got to be changed in the NBA, in my Ooh, opinion. Okay, let's go. <laughs> okay, eliminate the corner three. You've been All big right, on that. Yeah. I've been big on that for years. I know uh, Bubba Burridge that works for the Phoenix Suns used to work for us. He's, he's brought it up to the rules and competition. I mean, he, he calls it the Reynolds rule. I said, that's fine. <laughs> of course, it didn't pass. But I said, <laughs> I really believe it's time because, uh, you know, it's a cheaper, it's a cheap mm -hmm. shot comparatively. And there's when teams are shooting 43s a game to to shoot 25, still gives yeah. you the thrill of the three point shot, and it becomes has more meaning. And then the other part of it is uh, bring back a little low post play, mm. bring back guys on the fast break going to the basket for layups, okay. as opposed to floating to the wing wings for three point yeah. shots. You know, I mean, it's like. People say, well, three-point shot's exciting. Well, it is, but you see, you know, 
30 of them a game, it, it loses a little something. How about just a really hard, fast drive right to the basket once in a while? That's pretty exciting. Yeah. I'm with you because right now, as much as I do get, and really the Warriors were mm -hmm. the team with Steph and Clay that really started shooting these crazy threes, crazy amount. I know the Rockets implemented that too, yeah. but I'm talking about. And the Warriors, that 2015, 26, that oh. was unbelievable to watch. And they were doing it the right way. They were moving the ball around. They oh, were, yeah. They were getting, but then you get Houston, which I, I again, Just, they win games. They don't want a championship mm -hmm. because it's boring. It I'm is. sorry. I, it's I'm bad for basketball. And yeah. there's too many other teams doing it right now. And I think we're to a point now where people go, yeah, we got to shoot X amount of threes. No, no, like. Let, the three-point shot should be a part of it, but let, let's not ignore the post-up game. Let's move it around. Yeah, I think we're, really good threes. How right. about that? And I, I'm really yeah, interested no. to see if this bubble is going to burst at some point because I think we're at the extreme right now where you see a shot chart for um, the last like mm. five years. Everything's at the rim right. or out through outside three. Mm -hmm. I just think there needs to be balance. Well, it's funny because you say the corner three. I still like the corner three, personally. I do because find a way to stop this easy shot then. And something that we are seeing though is zone defenses, which More are- More zone issues than I've seen a long so time. so bizarre. It seems very bizarre to be doing that. But at the same time, we are seeing so many of them that I'm excited to see where it may go, mm -hmm. right? But now you talk about low post game and people cutting in their lane or, you know, just running their lanes correctly. You are so right, Jerry, because the low post game is such a beautiful form of basketball when you have a big man with just that footwork and they're executing down there. It it makes sense. It's a high percentage shot. It's in the paint. It's fun to watch. It's fun to watch two men just go at it. Well, and it doesn't even have to be big man. I mean, but post right, play. Right. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. You're looking for an advantage down there. You and know, you can and get I, threes off that. Sure. But now yeah. my my one though, you guys, that a lot of people don't agree with me is the mid-range game. And Kobe Bryant was someone who had that mid-range game sure. and that jump shot. And I love that. I do believe it's a loss art form in the NBA, and I would love to see more of it. Some guys just coming off hard off of a screen and going up for a jump, a jump shot instead of, you see so many guys do that, and then they hesitate at this free throw mm -hmm. line when they had to have a wide open look. Yeah, turn, they think they well, need well, a three. Well, here's the thing on that, too. It's like, well, I, I, I simplify it this way. All I want is, is guys to be productive. Okay, yeah. if you can... You're going to take your 20 shots if you're a good shooter. Yeah. Okay, then get me 30 points. Now, if you can do that by drawing fouls, mm -hmm. getting in the paint, uh, the the mid-range shot that's, you know, basically it's a 60%, 70% shot or an open three, okay, however you do it, I don't care. Mm -hmm. I mean, Michael Jordan averaged about a .5 per every time he shot. Kobe Bryant about a point five. Now, they shot a lot of mid-range shots. Yeah. And they also got to the line some. And, you know, Luka Doncic is a great example today. He's averaged about a point and a half. And he's not really a great shooter. Yeah. Uh, but he draws fouls. He, he gets to the basket. He also Creates. has the little pull-up flips, all that sort of thing. And so... So to me, that's the key. And then these analyst guys, that you know, anybody tries to tell me it's threes or layups, but, well, you're idiots. I don't care. You're well, idiots. I think it's hurting I mean, the game. And, and go back to the your great point about the Warriors. Hey, they shot mid-range shots. They had cutters. Yes. They had the complete offense. Now, sure, it was all – it was basically based on an outside-in game yeah. because they were so good from the outside that it created – and they kept the basket open – but but it was an outside, you know. Yeah. But they certainly, I mean, Clay Thompson, how many laps you see him get oh. coming off or coming off screens for an 18-foot shot, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, anyway. No, I'm with you. And I think it honestly has hurt the game. Uh, ratings are down right now. And I think there's too much focus on individual numbers. And right. I, I, I get it. Like, these guys are putting up outrageous numbers. Well, everybody's Harns, a triple-double every night, you know. Somewhere. It doesn't tell the whole Which story. Which I, I just, I, one of my least favorite things is tri the triple-double stat. So, okay, so a guy has 20... 12 and 8. That's not a triple double, but I'll tell you what, that's a good game. That's, that's an game. outstanding game. It's yeah. not a triple double, and his team won. But we celebrate. Like, I can't tell you how many times on social media, I know you're not on social media or even on Sports Center, they're doing a breakdown of James Hart. He had 45 tonight. They lost by 18. Well, or uh, he, had, he had 45 on 38 shots. Yeah, 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 right. Uh, and, and, and I think we got to do yeah. a better job of 
there's so many things with basketball. And I'm passionate about this. Is we got to teach these kids at a Thank young age you. how to play the right way because I think there are too many times where we throw these kids in the AAU program. They're playing the best players mm-hmm. and they're just running. Well, it's a uh, you know we got too much one and two man basketball. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I like I say going back to the the latest example of great basketball, the Warriors. It was five. They played five five man game. Yep. Everybody was involved in the offense. And, and and to me now certainly you know Curry and Clay they were special yeah. or Durant but for the most part and occasionally I mean not you're going to have two man game but but for the most part it was a five man game a thing of beauty you know and that's the the key and that's what's being lost in the game today and that's in my mind that's why part of the the loss of uh, interest guess Niger. who's doing that and they're winning the Milwaukee Bucks sure they're playing with five players on the offensive end why they have. Giannis, but Giannis goes, I'm only as good as the other guys on my team on the floor at that time. Like, this is a team sport. So I can only be, you know, like, I can only be my best if they're at their best. And that's with ball movement. That's utilizing every well, single player well, on the floor. Well, of course, Budenholzer is great there. I mean, because his, his uh, you know, with Giannis, his thing is getting to the basket, creating numbers or scoring. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's great scoring. And, he, and of course, just packs everybody in and opens up the three for for everybody else, or yeah. and but they and they keep the lane open. I mean, their center is a perimeter yeah. center. So uh, you know, great coaching, great player, creates great offense type yeah. type thing. Now here's my other rule. Okay. Okay. So we solved this one, even though you erroneously disagreed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 but the uh, uh, I'd like to see on the free throw line go back, go to the college rule to where the guys are moved back past the the, the first the first guys instead of being right near the basket yeah. they move back a, yep. a full so above the, the block basically yeah. The block. yeah and for for this reason in my mind is if you miss free throws you really shouldn't get it back you don't deserve oh, it I love your idea that, is Jerry. to make the damn thing yeah and then and then we eliminate the, the in the nba as, as you guys know i mean it's wrestling you know, if it's missed, you're yeah. seeing you're seeing four guys walling around there like they're on WWE, <laughs> and and you know nobody calls anything. They don't know what because everybody's fouling, right? And somebody comes up with a, with the ball, and I I just think it you know cleans up the game. You know, that's an interesting one. Well, and we see so many free throws now. It's free throws or threes, and I think that hurts. I don't know what you think about this, Jerry, but the G League's rule of free throw shooting this year that they're testing out is if you get fouled. A shooting foul, and it's a, a two, you know, field goal attempt, two points. You go to the line, you shoot one free throw for two, two points. points. Yeah, it's yeah. three, one for three. I can't do that. Yeah, it it's interesting. I, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I, that's how I feel. It's like it's something where I go, hmm, I don't know if I like this, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, I'm loving how much how quick the, it is. Yes, the and game free is throws going. have more of an importance because on the surface mm-hmm. you go, man, that guy is a hitting. A, he got fouled on a three. Now he's shooting one free throw for mm-hmm. three points. Well, if you miss that, that's a big deal. And the other thing, it speeds up the game a little bit. We yeah. don't have to spend time at the free throw line, especially with all these free throw attempts. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I gotta wait for the entire season to go yeah. through. Yeah, and see. Like it's different. Yeah, yeah. Where, you know, at the end there, I, you know, I'm just probably. Too much an old curmudgeon, no. you know. Get off my lawn. Don't want to right like, now. But uh, but I I do like anything to speed the game up. You know, yeah. I I would you know really like to have a rule that within thirty seconds of a replay, you make the if thank you, can't, you if you can't change if you don't see something different, it call stands. That's you it. People looking at it in what Jersey, New yeah. York, wherever. And why why aren't they making the call then? Why aren't they looking at it as the officials are coming to look at the replay themselves? So they already have what they think is in mind. Then they let the other officials have their replay and they go, hey guys, we've been looking at it already for 15 seconds before mm-hmm. you. This is what yeah, it well, is. Yeah, whatever it takes is like, okay, once the, it's 30 seconds. Yeah. If you, you know, and it should you, be obvious. If you guys are all in the bathroom, I don't care in Secaucus. Yeah. Right. But if, so, but if <laughs> you know, at 30 seconds, there's no decision from Secaucus, yeah. New Jersey, the, the call stands. Yeah, and if you have to zoom in that much to figure it out, just we're taking too much time here. Sure. Okay, it's the, the refs don't have that vision. So no. maybe they're, they're going to miss some calls. Sure they are. I'll say this. I think the refs overall do a great job, oh, I do I, especially with how fast the game moves well, now. You see some of the calls that, that they're replaying, and my God, you can't tell. Yeah, you know, an offensive goaltending, yeah. or balls out of bounds. Who, what finger yeah. last touched it? You know, it's like okay, let's. Yeah. You know, obviously, you could look at that 
for two hours, and you still wouldn't be <laughs> totally thousand percent sure. It's true. So why do it? Okay, thirty. That's it. Thirty seconds. I like it. Okay, I'm just. I'm I'm for that. Right. I need okay. a time limit on that. And, and I'll tell you something else. Okay. Oh, so, I like. Oh, I got a bunch of. Cherry's going to change I, the uh, game. <laughs> I uh, I mean, I I'd like to see less timeouts. Now I know part of the reason they do it is is for advertisers but in my mind make up for it some other way you know soccer they really don't have those breaks and they right. they run a little script you know whatever you, you you can you can put your commercials and actually your commercials would be watched a lot better during live action if they're even scrolled along the bottom yeah. than then having a play stop because people go to the bathroom or get something to eat or if they've tivoed the game whatever they'll go right through it so that's a great point so, and the other part, reason I say this as an old, old coach, to have a timeout called, and basically three fourths of it is a, a committee meeting of, <laughs> a, you know, seven or eight coaches. Of course. And then and you got the players sitting over there, scratching their ears or whatever, and arguing with one another. And then you know, so you've you know time, you know, come on. Yeah. No. Yeah. If it, if if it's not any more important than that, then don't why have them. And uh, so have fewer of them. Yeah. And here's the other part of it. If everybody has fewer, it's the same. It's it's fair. I agree. I you And know? I like your whole, just how you said it, the whole having the box of the game while there's uh, a commercial going on because it allows you to still stay there. Because you're even if you're watching the little box of the game still going, you're hearing the advertisement. So even if you miss a big dunk, Guess what, guys? You're going to see a replay of it. They're going to show sure. a replay of it two or three times. You most likely are on social media, and that's all they show are highlights. If you're on, you know, going through your Instagram, you're going to see that one play that you might have missed during that commercial break. One G League rule that I love, and maybe it's not that big a deal to you, they do two-minute overtime sessions. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Five minutes is too long. I love the two minute overtime. I, it, I, I, right I, I, away, it it's like there's two minutes left. Grind. This means we gotta yeah, go. Two, I, I mean, I I had no problem with that, or you know, even three minutes if they wanted. Sure. Yeah. But it, but less. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, there's no, that's not sacred territory yeah. by any stretch. Right. You know, like the other night, Minnesota and Sacramento. I really don't want to see five more minutes of that game. To be honest, <laughs> was it the prettiest game? So give me the two minutes. It increases that. No, I, <laughs> My emotions had already been destroyed. Yeah. yeah. You know, but, but yeah. yeah. So, yeah, no, I, but I, I think, it, like I say, it, it speed the game up. Mm -hmm. it, look at it from a, a, you know, fan's perspective. You yes. know, I mean, make it make it uh, better for them. Yes. That's uh, my, my stance on it. I mean, so if you certainly that would speed the game up and I think you'd get your advertisements in and coaches certainly have a chance to coach their teams. And, and the fact that if you have a few less timeouts, uh, okay, prepare your teams better. Right. They, they're supposed to be able to function like professional basketball players. Uh -huh. uh, you don't have to be told, you know, each and everything every time. Yeah. They, 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 have, they can hold themselves accountable. Yeah. And, you know, to your, I think you guys brought up the bucks that goes back to what I'm saying where they highlight individuals so much. The Milwaukee Bucks are have this amazing record. I don't think anyone talks about them. And that's a great team. You know, the other night, I think Giannis was out. Chris Middleton had 51 points. Yeah. No, I watched that game. I mean, and, uh, what, well, no one's next yeah, day. No one's. Yeah. They don't uh, care about Eric Chris Bledsoe Middleton. Eric had like... 34, I think. But, 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 you know, there again, here's a, the other thing I think is remarkable about the Bucks, and I watch them a lot. Uh, uh, they're on a pace to win 70-plus games. Right. And I want to tell you something. They only have one player that you would, in my mind, that, that you might say is a even near a Hall of Fame player, and that's certainly right. honest. Yeah. He's, he's Next, Middleton's a solid. He's like he's an all-star level player. He's an all-star yeah. level player. But, I mean, now you compare that 70-win team to others that have been in that caliber, it, it just doesn't equate. So, I mean, I think Coach Budenholzer and, and you know, Giannis, I mean, I think it's, to, on them, maybe, and also maybe a little bit that the league is diluted a little bit, not on talent, but the load management, gibber, sure. you know, that mm -hmm. kind of stuff where you're catching teams, you know, not as good as they should be, that sort of thing. Uh, but so anyway, I, I bet I, I, I think that's, that, that has really struck me with that particular team. It's like you right. watch them, you think, why are they this good? You know, yeah. we're just not like Chicago Bulls with Jordan and Pippen and Rodman, and, and Rodman, Harper, and, and Harper, and all those guys. I mean, all stars, a whole bunch of them. Even teams 
during the postseason last season, they would build this wall against Giannis so then he couldn't just go full force yeah. to the basket. He has practiced and watched so much film on how to break this wall and has been coached and obviously the coaching ability too to teach him how to attack this wall. And even if that's penetrating and passing and then you get it back, like whatever it may be, that is just it's it's so fun watching just players that are so smart and actually care and love the game that they find a way to get better from last year, even though what he was doing last year was phenomenal. Well, that's one of the things I, I will say about every great player. They understand mm-hmm. that you got to get better. Yep. You know, I mean, I think the, the mama mentality, but I mean Jordan before. Sure, Magic absolutely. And Bird, they always added something to their games. I mean, I always say I'm old enough to remember that Magic couldn't really shoot when he came to the league. Yeah. And I became wow. a good shooter. Yeah. A terrific shooter. I mean, uh, Bird was a guy who developed a step-back jump shot. People forget that. They didn't, yeah. Nobody did that before. Yeah. And, and I know, obviously, uh, you have a close relationship with Larry um, based on growing up in the same hometown. I'm just amazed. Some of the stories you hear about him, just the, 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 the trash talking. Like, he would tell opponents. I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong. He would tell opponents what he was going to do and then do it. Uh, did he really play a game left-handed, too, at one point? Yeah, or I think he's... You know, went to decide he's going to just play left hand against Portland and had 30 decided. 37 or something. No big. Yeah. Of course, he was, you know, <laughs> as a, uh, Mike McGee once, you know, as coach, and he was uh, on their team, and, and Bird had made a couple of great sh- left handed shots. And he said, Boy, play Bird, he's, he's amphibious. I said, Yeah, he's also ambidextrous. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think what Chris Weber said that at a TNT game <laughs> <Yeah>. once. Amphibious? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, you yeah. know, well, I mean, I, I think that, uh, yeah, Larry, I mean, I always remember him trash talking me as when I was coaching. You know, he'd, I always remember one of the last games I coached uh, with the Kings. We were playing the Celtics, and, and we were ahead of them going into the fourth quarter, and, and and really Larry hadn't had a particularly strong game. I mean, he was going to put up numbers, but not like you think. And, then I, and, I, and I told my assistant, I had one assistant, and he said, you know, he's going to come by here and say something. Don't, you know, don't let him get anywhere near the huddle. You know, of course, he, you know, he just waited till the huddle kind of broke. <laughs> and Larry just looked at me and said, <laughs> said, you little bleepity bleep, you know I'm going to kick your blankety blank, oh, <laughs> don't you? Goodness. And I... Yeah, yeah. You probably will. <laughs> and did. Yeah, 20-something in the fourth, and they beat us in a close game. You know. But there was that one game, I mean, obviously you're a part of it, where didn't he miss two free throws yeah, late that, in a game well, at Arco? The, the very the first, first Arco? game, the very first year, uh, and I was assistant coach uh, my first year, and we beat the Celtics. He missed two free throws. Wow. And, wow. and you know, we had a little bet before, and then loser buys beer. And so, we, <laughs> so I said that was a the first and only time that he's ever had to buy yeah. beer for me. But then wow. I always remember that, too. It's interesting because, you know, a few beers, and he was just saying, well, we play Portland tomorrow, and I'm going to bust their, you know what. <laughs> and I know he, he went he got 47, you know, on the Man. back. So that's, you know, but that's, you know, great ones are great ones. Yeah. What can you say? You know, that's really the, the deal, you know. And I, I always say that's kind of one of the things I, I don't like about the change in the game to, you know, to some degree, is that that mentality of the Magics and Birds and Kareem's and and Jordans and, and certainly they wanted to play every minute of every game. Yes. I mean, now they, you know, and uh, you know, and, and yeah, I think that, fewer and I fewer think guys that is, do that. you know, and I, I just, you know, and I and and just talking to various players over the years, and they always say it's like, hey, uh, sure, guys can play forty minutes a night. Why not? It, it, you you know, it's like running a mile. If you train somebody to run a mile, they can run a mile. If you right. want to train them for a half mile, they run a half mile. What? And I think there's a lot of truth in that. It's like, uh, you know, today's players basically are trained to play through at thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. It's true, and I think we have so much more knowledge though on like how to take care of our bodies too. You know, and and these guys are it's, no. a, it's a faster game and all these other things. But at the same time. It's what you're kind of pointing out is the love of the game that there's nowhere else that you want to be except on that floor playing. Yeah. And I there and you're so right that I think in this culture too of growing up, uh, not only are we sitting guys because you know we want time management and all these other things, but but that that want and love 
is just not there with everyone, like uh, the majority. Where people like Giannis, it's there. Yeah, like yeah. his want is there to be on the floor. I always floor. call it uh, competitive greatness. That's yeah. All. I mean, that's what it really is. I mean, wanting, enjoying, competing. You really, you, you know, and not everybody has that, that's mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of guys want to play and and they want to want to be good, yeah. but they don't need to compete, don't need it. And I think that starts separating people. And the, and the true great ones, in my opinion, too, like you have to understand, if you're going to play 30 minutes a night, well, if you're going to make the playoffs, there are going to be some games we need you to play 40 minutes mm -hmm. a night. Are you going to be ready or are you going to wear down? You know, that's what always amazes me sometimes when I see these guys and they're only they're playing limited minutes and come playoffs. It's like, well, yeah, but are you've rested a lot, but are you prepared and, to play longer minutes? Yeah, in the playoffs, of course, most teams do get their rotation shorter. Sure. Uh, and the better players play more. And for clear reasons. I mean, you want your best players on yeah. the floor as much as you can. And they and they don't play back-to-back. -back. Yes. So there's no... Yeah, that's right. There's, there's, no, no there's no excuses right. there. I mean, so you should be able to, to play more minutes. And, of course, that's the other... My other pet peeve, and I'm getting more... Oh, oh, I like these. I like this, Jerry. Pet the, uh, the, this, this term, you know, uh, you know, the... Uh, the limited minutes or or guys coming off injuries, he can play twenty minutes a game. <laughs> How'd you decide that? Yeah. Does twenty two minutes mean his legs fall off? <laughs> well it's uh, like that was Zion, right? Yeah, he had that oh, minute yeah. limit and all of a sudden he's hitting three after three after three and Alvin's like uh, I got to take him I, out. I have or... to, unfortunately I don't want to because guess what? And he's he fine. Does. Yeah he's fine. He's a little and, tired. And you probably you know they win the game if you don't take right. him out. Uh and I mean, I, I, I mean, I guess if I know for sure, in other words, I, here's my problem with it. If I knew for sure that's actually based on something yes. other than somebody's opinion, and, and I don't believe that it is. There is no doctor in America and tell me that, oh, we know for sure that's the maximum. Right. Mm -hmm. I'd almost you know. appreciate it more if they're like, hey, keep it between 20 and 30. Yeah. Like, we don't know, but or, I think that... We, or how about you're a professional coach and he's a professional basketball player and an adult. Can he tell you if he feels like maybe he needs <laughs> to come out of the game? Right. 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 No, it's so true because I remember even like as a kid, if you got a doctor's note about something, you're going to utilize that to the fullest. My doctor said I can't do PE. So <laughs> yeah. here, here's my doctor's. I can't do PE for a week. Even though, let's say after three days, you can. You can run a lap or whatever the heck you're doing in PE. But... That, I think, is kind of setting the tone for players to be like, mm, well, I'm, yeah. I'm told I can't do this, so yeah. I, I can't. No, and I, I think there's so much pressure on teams uh, on to err on the side of caution. And I, I get that. Mm -hmm. I do. I mean, I understand that. But I just want somebody, if, if they can't tell me for sure how this is arrived at, and I know damn well they can't. <laughs> <laughs> they, right. they just can't. There's no yeah. studies. <laughs> you know, then, then okay, then make it, you know, like, like Deuce was saying, okay, uh, you know, we think kind of watch it 20 to 25. We don't want him to sure. extend himself and risk him too much. And, and you guys use good judgment, that sort of thing. And I, those people go to school for a very long time and know a lot more than I do when it comes to anatomy and the body and so much more. So, you know, I give them all this credit, but you're exactly right. Why? Why is it? You're saying if they play any more than 20 minutes, they could die. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that's where I mean, we're going. Yes. Yeah, it's like you know if and if that's the case, boy, I, I don't want to risk getting to 20. I'm yes. going to get him out there at 19:50 because yeah. I don't want it, want at the end is in sight that sort of thing. So you know, yeah, that those. You know, it's kind of like the load management mm -hmm. things and all that. Uh, well, on the flip side, you know, James Hart, I guess I pick on him a lot, I feel like. You do. He's a great scorer. I understand times. it. But, like, how many times, on the flip side, he's playing, they're up like 20 in a game. He's still in the game with like two minutes to go. And then to come playoff time, what happens? He's tired. He mm -hmm. breaks down. I'm like, when you, you have the game in control, stop worrying about your numbers. No, stop chasing no, I, your 40-point games and go sit on the bench. Let these other guys get the opportunity to play a few minutes in the NBA and be ready for the playoffs. I do think, uh, you know, and I think you're right. I mean, I think that's part of it. I also think part of it is that when you get in the playoffs, teams are better prepared to play. Yeah. And, no, that's and, true. And I mean, and, and, and really, and so they can make the game harder on him, and I think that, that that's it too. I mean, he's a, 
as great as he is, he's still kind of one-dimensional, and the team is exactly. So, and the, so he has I no trust in the other guys. Yeah, when you're playing them, when you're playing the Rockets, you know, here on Monday, and you don't play them again for three or four months, and they have a unique style. Yeah. But if you're playing them Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I, I think it 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 makes it uh, easier to deal with him. To be honest with you, and I think that's been one of their problems. You yeah. Know, as opposed to. The Warriors, which, like we've said, are a five, we're a five-man offensive team, and and yeah, you wanna, you can't really just focus on Curry or Durant or Clay. I mean, you can't do it. You you have five guys. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what you got. Yep. So so you're gonna pick your poison, and and so that that sort of thing. So. Anyway, that was that was just some of my my uh, I like it, Jerry. My, my pet peeves about the the whole thing, you know. I mean, I just think that I love the league, and I think that they could get back to doing a better job personally. And and I and I think the load management thing. I really think the players' association needs to get involved in that because I think it's hurting their members. I agree. I agree. You know that that you know there may be there. Are, I think there are individual cases that probably it, it's fair and justified, mm -hmm. but just on a random basis. And we saw it last year with the Kings, you know, guys, load management, they played, you know, or even, I always remember John Morant this year, the great rookie of uh, Memphis, you know, after nine games, game. load management. What? Yeah. He's 20 years old. He can play. Let's go. <laughs> let's let's run. Let's have right. some fun. You know, I mean, you're, you're, I mean, it's the, the old Michael Jordan thing. It's like, you know, like he said many times, it's just like, hey, I don't want to play every game because mm -hmm. people pay a lot of money, and you know, some kid maybe hadn't seen me play live. And you you talk know, that's about uh, you know, it's really admirable in my mind. The whole like being like load management. You're like, oh yeah, some players might actually like have it be organic and genuine. Again, I will go back to the team that's doing it all, and the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis. He's being efficient in his minutes. I forget what his his minutes per night I really, on average. Like 31 minutes, exactly. and he's putting up those numbers, and he's mm -hmm. putting up these huge numbers. So. In that time that he's on the floor, he's completely efficient. He's putting it, leaving it all on the floor, yeah, and and doing it on both ends of the floor. And they're still like saying that it's not going to hurt their win loss record. Exactly, and, exactly. Yeah. So now, if you keep finding players, not even let's say, obviously not MVP caliber, not all of them, but like even someone like James Harden, instead of playing the entire game and needing to put up those numbers, how about just be efficient in a short amount of time? So then your team can't allow you to come out, mm -hmm. but. They don't have that system. Well, in his case, I mean, if honestly, if they just got into a little more ball movement where he didn't have to work so hard exactly. for his shots, it might actually work the same way. I, I don't know. I I mean, of course, I always go back. I, you know, the year that Will Chamberlain had when I was a young man, you know, where he played every game and played every minute mm -hmm. of every game, uh, including overtime. So he averaged wow. more than 48 minutes a game. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, it's like, okay. Now, I don't say everybody can do that, but it, clearly if one person can do it, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, uh, I Something think, a little bit at. matter of a, a training to some degree. I really do. I think, you know, you like, we said, like I said earlier, you train a guy to run a mile, he can run a mile. Yep. You train him to run a half mile, he can run a half mile. And lo load management, by the way, if you're a bad team, I don't want to hear about load management. What, what, are, you, what are you getting ready for? Your, your summer hanging out? Because you're not making the playoffs. I don't want to hear that. You know, no. it, you know, Kawhi last year was an interesting case. I feel like it's still kind of weird. But you know what? I they want a championship out of yeah, it. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, I think there he may be that exception. Right. I, I don't, I don't want to... Uh, comment on that because I honestly do. I think yeah. Yeah. it's probably a little unique, but that doesn't apply to no, it doesn't. Everybody it, that puts on a jersey, you know, and I if mean, you're winning thirty games a year, I don't need you missing games due to load management I, in March. I think the other thing that bugs me is the, the media so often not, you know, is, it is always saying, "Well, this team's not not winning any games, so guys got injured, so shut him down for the year." Now wait a minute. <laughs> He signed a contract to play yeah. if he's physically ready to play. You know, yes. we heard that with Zion. A lot of people say, well, Zion, just hold him out all year. Well, he wants to play. Yeah. The fans paid to see him play. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Same thing at Duke. Yeah. They, 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 when he got hurt winning that, that yeah. game, he should be done. He wants to play. Yeah. Well, or, like, or let's take it to the, the, the stupid uh, final. Okay. Let's not play anybody because they might get hurt. Exactly. <laughs> Just give them a lot of money and sign them to contracts and then have them never play. The That'd mindset. be a good plan. Yeah. Because they could get changed. hurt. Yep. 
there's a chance they'll get hurt. You know, it's like I, I as a college coach, I had a guy tore up his knee in a layup drill. Wow. I mean, injuries happen. Yeah. yeah. Can't you know, Chris them. Weber tore up his Ugh. knee, you know, with no contact. I right. mean, these things happen. Right. No. Nope. You know, and, and I mean, that's that's the point. I mean, it's like, well, you know, you're, there's no guarantee, you know, same way of like saying, well, the team's up 15, so don't don't risk playing them another three minutes or so. Well, that's that, ask Minnesota about that. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, really? You know, <laughs> the other thing, too, on that, I think it's a, a larger thing is, you know, people are talking about some of these Achilles injuries that are happening in the NBA. It seems like it's happening more often. And load management and all this, I think the load management, it goes back to youth basketball. These kids are playing probably playing too, too much. You know, I think and, too many and, games and, in one and weekend. Then they, they get there, and, yeah, their bodies are, you know, not – where they probably should be when they're 18. They're a little more banged up than mm-hmm. they used to be in previous well, generations. I think I, I agree with that. I think that that's, you know, when you really, some of the guys that have had the long careers really didn't specialize in, in basketball or one sport until later. Yeah. You know, they were like what they call late developers or just that they were, they like to play other sports. And yeah. so, you know, I think that's a, a concern, you know, I, I always laugh at working for Bill Russell. Always, he, you always say, you know, I said, my day, he said, he said, I never had a sprained ankle. He said, I wore Converse Chuck Taylor low cut <laughs> shoes. And these guys with these shoes now, they look like boots, yeah. you know, and they turn their ankles all the time, yeah. you know. And I, I, of course, his, his, and I'm not saying he's right or anything, no. but, but he just said, he just said, well, he said, part of it was, he said, I think by wearing those shoes, your ankles got stronger. You know, they were more uh, flexible so that, you know, that you step on somebody's foot, you didn't automatically sprain your ankle. It just you know, kind of goes and goes back. Turned it, yeah. Yep. Jerry would be playing him barefoot in the cornfield back you know? in the day. Yeah, that's think. what Jerry French did. Lit. Yeah, yeah, well, Jerry did a lot of stupid things back then, too. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, well, I think we yeah. I think we covered all of my pet peeves. That was and, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, some, maybe some of yours. But, yeah. uh, you know, and I, I like to say this is, uh, you know, this is what I think. But anyway, I, just such a, a really enjoyable time uh, getting a bit visit with you guys. It'll be Hopefully you fans will get a chance to watch uh, the dynamic duo on, on TV doing uh, Stockton Kings and obviously some of their radio TV work. But uh, going to be seeing a lot of years, a lot of time. Jerry, I appreciate yeah. that. Seriously, we can't thank you enough uh, for being just such a good guy, too. And uh, Truly. Yeah, I've learned a lot from you, and we, we appreciate Don't it. Don't you it's, tell it, Mr. Reynolds that. I will. I will tell no, her seriously. that. Yeah. It's, it's amazing having you around and just uh, the knowledge that you give, but also the, the relationship and the friendship that you give, too. It's so fun talking basketball with you and because you are a basketball mind. There's two basketball minds here, and it's um, – it's just, it's one. At least two and a half. Two, okay, I'll we'll give them a half. half. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll take it. Well, anyway, thank you so much. Thank and you. Uh, appreciate y'all watching. Hey, guys. I really hope you enjoyed the show as much as I did. My team and I are trying hard to bring you the best interviews with some really great folks here locally. I need to ask you a big favor. If you can just take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe, that will help us out a ton. If you go to thejerryrentalshow.com, you can fill in those five blank stars and leave a quick review. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.